This is the Decoding Obesity Podcast, where we simplify, demystify, and decode obesity, helping you lose weight and feel great. So gear up for a fascinating journey through this ever-evolving field, and let's see what we find. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. And now, here's your host of the Decoding Obesity podcast, Dr. Avishkar Sabarwal. Hi, friends. Welcome to this episode. I have a very special announcement to make today, so stick till the end of this episode. Listen, I have been requesting you to leave a review for my podcast every time I talk to you. You see, social proof is such an important thing for all of us. We are always looking for what others have to say about things. So just like with anything else, reviews from you will go a long way in helping me reach many more people. While this may seem like a small thing, but friends, this is actually very important. I have set a goal for myself for this year and I need your help to reach that goal. I'm aiming for at least a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts in 2021. I know this sounds very bold on my part, but if you're liking this, all you have to do is just head on over to Apple Podcasts on your iPhone or Apple Podcasts on your computer if you have an Android device and click on that section that says write a review and that's it and you can just leave your review there. Not only will this help others discover the podcast, but will also help me understand how I am doing. Feedback is very critical because I really want to be able to serve you the best way possible. And the only way I can do that is by knowing how I am doing and what you would want to hear from me in the future. So help me serve you better and reach many more. Head on to write a review on your Apple podcast and please leave me a review. We recently did an episode on goal setting, but who is keeping a check on whether we are working towards our goals or not? Just as having goals is important, having accountability is equally important. I have Dr. Sarah Smith with me. She's a board certified obesity medicine physician, and she also does one-on-one coaching to help people lose weight. Welcome, Sarah. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Avishkar. I am so honored to be on the podcast today. Yeah, it's so great to have you. I mean, this is something that we talk about accountability. I think every aspect of our lives, we require accountability because essentially as humans, we are always setting goals for ourselves. And when we talk about weight loss per se, goal setting is so critical, but the accountability piece is often overlooked. Whether you're keeping yourself accountable or you have somebody else keeping you accountable, I think it's very, very important. So let's talk about this. What does accountability actually mean? So accountability is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for one's own actions. And when you hold yourself accountable to your own goals, you're basically showing yourself that that goal is a priority. When you aren't sharing your goals, like you mentioned, in some way, either to yourself or to others, you're not really truly committing to that goal. Yeah. And that's about the accountability that you hold yourself accountable to something, right? But what about the social aspect of it? Like, how does having an accountability partner work? What's the role of an accountability partner here? Absolutely. So a social support or an accountability partner is a type of accountability that is really, really helpful for a lot of people. As humans, we are naturally social and we often look to others to give us approval. So having accountability that's internal is very important and something that we foster, but we also find that there's a lot of benefit to having that social support. When it comes to social support as a type of accountability, there are a lot of different types of social support that can be helpful. But I think that simply sharing with a friend or family member that you are setting a goal is the first step. 
Yeah, I think it's very interesting because, you know, I'm a part of a lot of different groups. And what I find always is people hammering on the point that, you know, you have to be very vocal about your goals. Because once you set those goals and you're vocal about those goals, that social pressure makes you accountable to those goals. But not only that, it's that finding somebody who can actually hold you accountable for those goals is also great. But is there any science to back this up? Absolutely. So when it comes to goals and achieving our goals, we're over 40% more likely to achieve our goals by just simply writing down the goals. A lot of times we might think in our head, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to run a marathon. But until you write it down, it's not as solidified. When it comes to involving another person, like an accountability partner, you're over 50% more likely to meet that goal. And the chances go up even further when you have ongoing meetings, either in person or online with that partner so that you're checking in and holding each other accountable. Right. And, you know, we talk about the two aspects, social support and accountability. And I think having a support is slightly different from having an accountability partner. Can you just elucidate what are the differences? Like, what do you get from social support, for example, being a part of any Facebook group versus having an actual accountability group? Absolutely. So social support is a type of accountability, but oftentimes might involve just having a group or involving a friend or family member with a goal that you're setting. And there's different ways to have that social support integrated in what you are doing. But an accountability partner is taking it to a different step. And you can find an accountability partner or an accountability group online or in person. And that's when you can really personalize it to what your needs are. So you can find somebody who is going to be supportive and give you positive feedback and celebrate the successes without being critical. And you can kind of be a team together. Right. And I think we've seen some success with the accountability groups that already existed. For example, you know, the Alcoholics Anonymous is kind of an accountability group. It really keeps you accountable. And I think that's very important to understand that there is data to support that accountability works with various things. Absolutely. And, you know, all of these things actually help because they keep you accountable. And this is these are people who have gone through the same journey. So they know what your struggles are. So, you know, this leads me to my next question how do you find the right accountability partner? So this is a really good question. And finding the right partner is so important. Your partner needs to be reliable and committed. And you want someone who's going to respect you and that you respect. You might be tempted to choose someone who's safe, who may not be pushing you to do your best. But you really want to choose someone who will not only bring out your best and challenge you, but also be supportive and not be critical or hard on you. So a good accountability partner would be someone who's supportive, respectful, empathetic, and committed, kind of like a cheerleader. And this can be a friend or family member, or it could be a coach, physician, or a friend that you found online. But you really want to be supportive of that person. You don't want to be belittling or making them feel bad. Everyone has ups and downs in every goal that they work towards. And so making sure that you are being supportive and helping them navigate the good times and the bad times and not making them feel bad about what they've done. Yeah, I think it's very easy to cross that line and kind of feel that you're in charge of the other person's health as an accountability partner. And I think that's something very important to understand. It's really not the case. To me, what an accountability partner means is 
you know, you're holding them accountable to certain goals that they have set for themselves. And as an accountability partner, you don't get to choose what goals they set. You just get to choose whether you're going to be keeping them accountable to those goals that they've set or not. And I think that's very important to understand that you do not cross that line as an accountability partner. What do you think? Absolutely. I think it's important to look for someone who has similar goals and similar challenges, but you don't necessarily need to define what their goals are. So one thing that I recommend if you're finding a new partner is to to sit down at the beginning of your relationship or when you're setting those goals and really define what that's going to look like. So are you going to meet over text? Are you going to call once a week? Are you going to share your food diaries or your weights with each other? How are you going to hold each other accountable? And you want to be really clear with not only what your goals are, but what are the obstacles that normally come up for you? And just make sure that you're all on the same page before you get started. Yeah. And you know, I think you bring up a very, very valid point. Like setting goals for yourself is one thing, but setting goals as an accountability group is something completely different because you have to make it very clear to the other person what you're trying to achieve because they don't know what you're going through. They don't know what you're thinking. And so actually to bring it forth and let them know that these are the goals that I'm trying to achieve. These are the metrics that I'm looking for. This is how frequently we are going to meet. And I need you to hold me accountable for. I think that's very, very important for the person who's trying to find an accountability partner so that the person who is the accountability partner who's going to keep you accountable knows what they're actually getting into and knows what to keep you accountable for. You know, just saying that keep me accountable for eating healthy, it doesn't do a lot because, you know, it's a very, very vague goal that you're setting for the accountability partner and it's not a fair goal to set, right? Absolutely. I think it's important that we share what our goals are, but also share how we're going to keep each other accountable with the healthy eating. Is that going to be, again, using a food diary or a food app that is shared? I have patients, for example, who use a certain app and they will add me to their friend list. So not only are they being accountable to themselves when they're logging the food, but then they know that I'm looking at what they're putting in as well, which adds another layer of accountability. And so that's something like that, where you share an app or you share workouts through different machines or through watches or fitness trackers, you can definitely use those together. But what I would say is make sure that everyone's on the same page as far as how you're going to utilize that and how you're going to check in with each other. Frequency. What are you measuring exactly? You know, people should be very clear on what you're measuring because what you may think you're measuring may not be what the other person thinks you're measuring. So you have to be very clear about what you're measuring to the person you're finding as an accountability partner. And I think you raised a very valid point that having somebody who is going through the same journey or in the same stage may be helpful because they may have similar challenges and they may be able to relate with you much more at a much different level than somebody who's not at that level or who's not going through that phase. Absolutely. And I think sometimes having both can be really helpful, but having somebody who really understands, okay, I miss my workout, and then they've lived through that moment and how they can encourage their accountability partner to just get back into the swing of things. Where sometimes I think that accountability partner being just the trainer or a physician Sometimes they may not even fess up to their doctor that they missed a couple workouts. They might be more open to somebody who's going through the same journey as them. 
Right. And what are your opinions on having family as accountability partners or, you know, having random people? I think sometimes we open up much more to people who we don't know than our, our close family members. What do you think? I think it really depends on the person and who it is and if they have a healthy relationship as far as what your goals are. So sometimes family members can be hard critics of us. It really depends. I think sometimes our friends are more likely to be understanding where a family member might maybe be supportive, but I think you want to make sure you're picking the right family member. Yeah, definitely. It really depends on the personality of the person you're trying to recruit. I think that having a family member who at least understands, like if you're going to cut out flour and sugar from your diet, for example, and you don't tell your spouse that, or you don't tell a loved one as they're coming over for a holiday and they bring over something that has a lot of flour and sugar, they may not understand. So they may not be the accountability partner, but I think sometimes getting family involved in the process is a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. And I know I was just curious, do you have patients who kind of bring their accountability partners along with them to you to kind of understand how this whole accountability thing works because you know a lot of people don't know what an accountability is and the impression that the other person may get is oh I'm in charge of what's going to happen in this person's life because and this comes from a good place actually this honestly comes from a place of caring for that person but it kind of sometimes gets to a point where the the partner the accountability partner becomes a little more critical rather than supportive so have you had patients bring in you know other other people so that they can understand what their role is Absolutely. So I have some patients who bring their spouses in, especially for the first appointments, and they really want to get an understanding of what the goals are. And I think it's really helpful. What I find is really helpful is when spouses either come in together for an appointment or they come in separately and they have very similar goals because then they can really have that clear goal and they can work together to achieve it. So I love seeing spouses. I love seeing family members. Sometimes I've had younger children of an adult parent come in and it just really helps get everyone on the same page. Yeah, and I think it's also important to understand that, you know, obesity as a disease, the pathophysiology is very different from what people understand it to be. And when you're coming from that point of view, when they start understanding the complexities of obesity, if they come to a visit that is a shared visit, I think that brings in this component of, you know, the respect for the fact that it may not all be somebody else's fault. And it's a step that they're taking towards getting healthier and how they will be able to support them in getting to that, you know, healthier self. Absolutely. One thing I see a lot with both patients and clients is there's an underlying guilt or shame about weight gain. And when they come in and they learn, okay, there are medical reasons, there's sleep playing a role, there are all these other factors. And it's not just that they did something wrong, because they didn't. As you know, right. weight gain and obesity as a medical condition is really multifactorial. And I oh, think yeah, simplifying it down to calories in, calories out really leaves people feeling guilty about why they've gained weight. So, uh, yes, yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned about the calories in, calories out, because, you know, I actually did an episode early on in my podcast. And for listeners who have not listened to that episode, you can head on over to www.decodingobesity.com forward slash EP6, because it was episode six. And it was all about calorie counting, where I talk in detail about, you know, what we know about all of these calories. And it's really much more than that, right? So having your accountability partner understand this really brings in a deeper respect for your struggles, as a patient and 
will probably help you have a better understanding and a better relationship with your accountability partner, right? Absolutely. I think that is really helpful. Yeah. So coming to the next point, I'm very curious to know your perspective on this is when do you think it's time to ditch the accountability partner? Because sometimes it can get very difficult to say no to somebody to, you know, being an accountability partner. And it's really not, you feel that it's, it's the relationship is kind of getting strained, but it's, you don't want to say no because you don't know where to head from there. So when do you think is the right time? This is such a great question. If you're finding that your accountability partner is not bringing out your best self or motivating you, then it's probably time to look for someone else. Again, when you think about at the very beginning of that relationship, it's really important that you lay out who is going to support you the most, what success looks like, and what the goals and obstacles are, and be as clear as possible. Then when you look back and see that they're not helping you get closer to your goals, or they're making you feel bad about your progress, or not being that cheerleader, it probably is time to move on. You know, I have something that just came up in my mind, and I think it's very interesting if we do this so that people can get a clearer view of what an accountability meeting would look like. So, you know, for example, if you were my accountability partner and I did not meet my certain goal, what would be the questions that you would ask me as my accountability partner to kind of gauge where I'm at and what happened and, you know, how we can move forward? Absolutely. Well, I would just start off by asking you to tell me a little bit more about what happened and then kind of here openly without judgment and help try to brainstorm and come up with solutions that could help you achieve the next goal and keep moving forward. I would not bring any judgment into the picture. Things happen and there's always obstacles. There's always times where we're not achieving quite what we want. And so being able to realize that and recognize that and keep moving forward towards the goal is huge. It would be important to just make sure we have the next connection point coming up. So if you were a patient or a friend, maybe I would make sure that we would check in the next day or within the next couple of days just to make sure that we've continued to move forward. Yeah, you know, that brings me to another important point that accountability for different people means different things. Some people are okay with having accountability once a week. Some people need it daily. Some people need it three times a week. It's very variable for different people. And finding somebody who can support you through the schedule that you need accountability on, I think is also very important, right? Absolutely. And I think it really is so individual. There are some people that have a lot of self-accountability or internal accountability where they really are very accountable to themselves. So everyone does well with some level of accountability, but or this external accountability. But I think some people maybe need less of it, where other people do really well with regular accountability, whether it's daily or even twice a day. And again, it really depends on the person. I have a lot of patients that we check in once a month and they have their own kind of social supports and accountability at home. And then I have some patients that I check in with either over text, over the phone, or over email at least once a week, if not more often. And so I think it really depends on the person. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because sometimes you will find accountability partners that do not require the external accountability and they can have the internal accountability. And that sometimes can lead them into a place of judgment where they start judging the other person, feeling that they require more accountability, quote unquote, than themselves. 
putting themselves at a higher pedestal. And I think that's something that we really need to understand is not the case because everybody is very different Absolutely. and everybody is coming from a different perspective. At the end of the day, whether, whether you're the accountability partner or whether you're the patient, the goal is to reach to a healthier self. Absolutely. And, you know, by whatever means possible. So really, as an accountability partner, I think you hit the nail on the head that you have to be judgment free and you don't have to be critical. Absolutely. So what not to say as an accountability partner? What do you say to that? So why did you do this? Why didn't you do this? I can't believe you did this. All the negative stuff that I think a lot of times we have the negative self-talk. We want to make sure that that does not go out into the world towards our accountability partner. The negatives for both ourselves and for others does not usually lead to the results that we want. And so really keeping that in check and making sure we're staying positive, supportive, and in loving. Yeah, and you know, I think saying things like you had mentioned that this is the goal you had set for yourself, but you did not achieve this goal. I think just saying that goes a long way as an accountability partner rather than pointing a finger and saying you did not do this. And yes. why didn't you do this? Because what ends up happening is when you repeat the goal that the person had set for themselves, it does a funny thing in your brain where you're like, yeah, I, I set this goal and I did not achieve this goal. So it kind of is a self-realization moment for people. Exactly. And I think that's so important that they can self-reflect and not feel that other people are judging them. Because a lot of times, again, we have a lot of kind of internal self-judgment automatically, just as humans, our brains tend to do that. And so we don't need our accountability partners to be judging us on top of oh, our absolutely. own judgment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I we do think our worst critics. <laughs> exactly. But I do think that having that reflection of what our goal was and also, and I know you did such a great podcast on goal setting at the beginning of the year. Thank you. Yeah. Having that reflection of what the goal was, but why? Like, why did that person, why do you want to lose the weight? And really being clear with the why, because if you're wanting to lose weight to look good in shorts, or you want to lose the weight so that you reverse diabetes, or so you can run around with your grandkids, all of those are legitimate whys, but you really need to be crystal clear on the why without judgment. And I think that when you get off track with your goal, really bringing it back to the reason why you want to achieve the goal in the first place is so important. Yeah. And I think one thing that comes to my mind is what we call creating discrepancy. And what I really mean by that is, you know, when you ask somebody their why as an accountability partner, and when they're kind of wearing off their path or their journey, you kind of remind them of, you know, this is what you told me that you would want to do. This is your why. But on the other hand, this is what I see happening. Is there a disconnect there? I think that works well, right? Because that kind of makes them understand that, yes, this is the goal I set for myself, but this is what is happening. And we need to align the journey that I'm taking with my goals. Absolutely. I think it's so important to bring about the awareness, especially when we're feeling like we're deviating from our goal. But again, leaving the judgment away. Oh, you don't I, want to involve course, the judgment. Absolutely. But I think sometimes for our partner, just showing them, hey, this was your goal. And we're a little bit deviated from that. And kind of allowing them to brainstorm and discuss obstacles and help create solutions and revisit where their goal is, I think is very important. This is about accountability partners one-on-one. -on -one. How does it work in a group setting? Yes. So it's a little bit different and it depends on the setup for the group. So there's some commercial groups where there's like a big group of people where maybe people are weighing in or they're sharing statistics in a big group. 
I do a coaching group where it's a smaller group of women and it really, it really depends. It's very individualized based on what the group is offering. But I think that it really could depend on what the person is looking for. So if you have a one-on-one partner and you don't even want to share what your weight is, but maybe you want to share pounds lost, you can, again, define those rules at the beginning. And I think in a group setting, you could do the same thing. So some of it's just figuring out what you're comfortable with. I think that it's important when it comes to group with accountability that you just make sure that the group is really looking towards the same types of goals. So if you join a group and the goal is to keep your calories as low as possible and you're following a low carb plan where you're not tracking calories at all, then that may not be the right group for you. And so again, with both the one-on-one partners and the group, I think it's so important that you're at least on a similar page as far as generally what your goals are and what path you're going to be following. And is there a difference between, you know, personal support versus online support? There are so many online groups popping up. I think they can be helpful, but what do you think? Yeah, I think both can be really helpful. I feel like with COVID, we have been kind of thrown into into a lot more of the (laughs) online options. And I have to say, I'm a big believer in both. And I think it really depends on the person. So I have a patient that wakes up at 4.30 every morning to meet a friend for a walk outside, distanced, and is accountable to that person. And I think that works for them. But I also have a lot of patients and clients that have partners online and and do really well with the online version. So I think it really depends on what you're looking for. And I think you could find accountability both in person and online. For with my patients, I meet with them in person, but then a lot of our appointments are either over Zoom or they're over the phone. And I find that those are great check-ins as well. They're also just even having an appointment on the schedule is a point of accountability for them. Yeah, I think that's interesting. So the way I see this is that, you know, you can have multiple accountability partners as well, right? You can have somebody who's in person and you can also have an online accountability partner and have different different goals that you're measuring with different accountability partners, right? And then you can also have a group kind of a setting where you meet whenever, whatever the frequency you're meeting at. And then you just have those minutes of the meeting wherein you have a set agenda that, okay, this is what we're going to discuss and this is, you know, if you if anybody's having certain challenges, we're going to discuss those challenges and how we can help each other overcome those challenges. It's really a supportive environment that you're creating to kind of help everybody win. Right? Absolutely. I think the more connected we are with other humans, the more support we have and making sure that they are the right supports. They're not going to be the people that are putting us down and making us feel bad and making us feel guilty. The people that bring us up, whether it's friends or family, it's someone you met on Facebook or a Facebook group, or if it's your physician or a coach that you have, I think all of those can serve as accountability for people. And again, ultimately, what we want is for people to have that kind of external accountability, but also be growing their own internal or self-accountability in the process. Because for sustained weight loss, we really want people to be able to feel like I'm doing this for myself. And while it really is helpful to have those other people supporting you along the way, I think that it's important to make sure you're focusing on supporting yourself in the process as well. Yeah, no, I think that's a very interesting point. And, you know, something that just came to my mind was when you talk about in-person accountability, I think that to me looks like pure external accountability. When you're talking about 
online accountability, really the person is not in front of you. So they're not checking in on you or whatever. So I think that kind of does help inculcate a little bit of the internal accountability also. I don't think you can completely take the internal and external accountability and separate them completely because you do need to have some amount of internal accountability. You know, even if you have that accountability to show up for an accountability meeting, it still shows that you have some amount of internal accountability to this, right? Absolutely. I agree 100%. I think that they're both integral and important in that long-term success. Yeah. Well, this has been a great discussion. Thank you so much, Sarah. I hope you all find this very useful. Now, talking about accountability, remember I had mentioned that I'm going to be introducing something very, very exciting. So I have some great news. I am starting something that I'm calling the Decoding Obesity Hangout. Now, this is a safe space for real discussions on obesity. You know, people suffer from obesity. There's a lot of fat shaming that's going on in in the society. So I decided to start this meetup. This is a monthly free meetup where we get to discuss challenges in your weight loss journey find accountability partners, network with other people in different stages of their journey. So I want to extend a personal invitation to all of you who are listening to me to join me on my next Decoding Obesity Hangout. Now, I am limiting the number of guests that come to each meetup so that it can be a very effective meeting. But you're more than welcome to sign up for multiple meetings, and that's fine. The more you show up, the better it is for you. How you can reach there is just head on over to www.decodingobesity.com forward slash hangout and get signed up for our next Decoding Obesity Hangout meeting. And remember, this is 100% free, and you can get to hang out with others in the same boat. Together, we can overcome obesity. And friends, last but not least, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because this really helps spread this message further. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you again, Sarah, for joining me. I'll see you all next time. You've been listening to the Decoding Obesity Podcast. Please remember, the information in this podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of the host and his guests and do not constitute medical advice. Views and opinions on this show do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of any organization. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening in. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.